Guys, welcome back to Breakthrough Conversations. My name is Brett English. My name is Ryan Otego. We've got Zach Meyer in the house, Zach Merchant, the founder of Aesthetica and a Qigong extraordinaire. That's was, there's a lot more to you as well, bro. I couldn't fit it all in one intro, man. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're a fucking blessing in, in our lives, man. Oh, much love. Yeah. yeah. Very excited to be here. Bro, so I want to drop into, what was that, the three beliefs of ego? Mm. Yeah, something I'm super keen to talk about yeah. that I've been putting a lot of my energies into recently is those three beliefs of ego. Um, ego being the belief in separation. So the belief in separation from what? Total unity, that, that absolute oneness, that God consciousness essentially, mm. that pure I amness. Yeah. So it's the, it's the belief that you are the person, the personal doer and are the uninfluenced thinker and creator of all of your thoughts and actions and beliefs and emotions. Yeah. Um, when in fact, all of the, you know, the conditioning rises to meet the circumstances. And that goes all the way back to the Big Bang, just like a domino, right? Wow. So that it, all of these dominoes are hitting right back from the Big Bang, and then the second last domino comes in and it says, yeah, I'm the doer of that, you know? And yeah, kind of yeah, jumps yeah. in between the conditioning and the circumstance mm. and claims personal doership over the- What a fucking imposter it is. And it's so deeply ingrained in, in our belief systems, because um, we needed ego to survive from an evolutionary standpoint. Yeah. So like, you needed to differentiate between yourself as the human and the tiger. To sort of like mm. not be eaten by the tiger. You'll soon learn. Yeah, but um, but that causes so much suffering because be, be, believing that you are separate creates the belief of incompletion. So we mm. believe that we're incomplete, and that obviously causes tremendous suffering. Um, and so that leads to different things like attachment. And obviously, when we believe our happiness yeah. is external, what we're saying is I'm not happy now. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm a bit caught up now because you said. Three beliefs of the ego. The first belief is separation. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, the, that's what I was If you're going to define ego, it is the belief in separation. Yeah. And the first belief is that I, the ego, am separate, and therefore yeah. I'm incomplete. Okay, yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah, so sort of incompletion. Mm. Wasn't it like um, um, Freud who said there was two elements of the ego? There was the um, ego and the id? Mm. There was the, um, the id, the ego, and the super ego. Yeah, mm. id, the ego, and the super ego. How would you how would you incorporate that, or is it like, was that totally separate to? I have I have heard of that and seen that in like different psychology settings, but I haven't actually looked into it. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I've I think been doing psychology at Murdoch, but I haven't. Oh, don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be very interesting to see, like how you, once you kind of um, go through it to how you integrate all elements of it. Mm. Um, I looked into this looked into this a while ago, a long time ago, and it was just kind of like the. Um, Eid, the ego and the super ego. So I think the Eid is a, the super, the super ego is the deeper like subconscious level of your ego. Okay. Things that you don't really realize that you perform on a daily basis. Okay. Um, and then the ego is the, um, the one that you're sort of aware of. And I'm not sure what the Eid is. The way um, Sharik described to me was the, the Eid was like the child mind. I want this, I want that, I want all these different things like sex, drugs, food, whatever, whatever yeah. it is for right. you. And the ego would be like, well, I can do that for you. I've got money, I've got a job, I can, and it's like the real thinker behind okay. the actions. But the superego will be like, make you feel guilty for it. Oh, you shouldn't have had that ice cream. You know, you shouldn't have done that. That's how I see it functioning. But I could mm. be wrong, but that's how I always interpreted it. Mm. As superego oversees the ego. But. Well, that's a good way to link back into the, the three beliefs of ego mm. because the way these three beliefs cause us suffering mm. and, the, and the, the primary way the ego, the ego, just like any entity, wants to survive, right? Mm. And the way it survives is with our attention, True. our awareness. Right. Mm. So how it knows that it is absolutely guaranteed attention and awareness if it can trigger an emotional reaction in you. Wow. And the way that it does that is with guilt. Mm. So guilt is the absolute 
like foundation of wow. all ego expressions and it, it's actually shocking how guilty we are we're very guilty creatures <laughs> like yeah, if, you, if yeah. you start cultivating an inner awareness of it you realize it's like the most ridiculous stuff that True. the ego guilt trips you for 100 percent, man the yeah. ego sounds a lot like my ex-girlfriend but um and it could well because if you think you were the personal doer then you think oh the universe isn't perfect and i i've made like an error Mm. Right, and you go trip yourself for it. Um, but let, let's say this first belief of incompletion, it kind of trickles down to the second belief, which is I can find happiness, satisfaction, or fulfillment in outcomes or anything external. Okay. Which is not true. True, true. <laughs> you can't find happiness, satisfaction, or fulfillment in outcomes or in anything external. Um, mm. And so there's these really cool mantras you can use to kind of switch out uh, these shitty beliefs when you see them coming up. So, for example, the belief of incompletion. You know when you authentically do something loving, mm. authentically do something heart-based, yeah, and yeah, it nourishes yeah. you just as much as it nourishes the other person. True, yeah. Like, if I give you this, Thank you. I'm now lacking you, it, you yeah, know? But yeah. if I give you love, we both get love. Mm. Yeah, true. So if you, that belief of incompletion, you can say, only what I do not give can be lacking. Wow. So you kind of have to sit with that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but the point oh, is, okay, yeah. the point is you're not, you're not incomplete because you create your reality mm, and you're yeah. not you're not a victim to your external because you can ha experience whatever you want based on what you give true yeah. yeah i know like there's like a reward system for when you give like spiritually like you get a you got to give to receive and then you get a little bit of a kick as well because yeah. you get like a serotonin release or something yeah or um oxytocin release and i feel bad sometimes because like, i give money to hundreds of people i'm like yeah, yeah i got some good karma coming you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that's fucking ego again. Like, it's like you know so i'm trying to like just give it a second giving but it's, it's tough because like I'm doing the right thing, you know, like, <laughs> it's but weird. It's but would ego that be ego games. for you, like, uh, ego in which, um, in that gave you that sense of guilt for you feeling good about giving that person? Exactly. Now, now, now exactly, it's, now right. it's too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but then you, sort of can, stop thinking. You, can, you can, you can sort of frame it. I love the, the notion of, there's this thing I was studying, it's called the law of one, and I'm yeah. absolutely fascinated by it. Mm. And there's like a sort of, it's a system of following pretty much to align you completely with love, right? And one of those expressions is unity consciousness, which like you, we can all practice and even the, the listeners can practice. Mm. You see everything as awareness, which is what you intrinsically are, and that you are that, and we're all one as that. So we're all oneness, talking to each other about oneness, mm. you know? True. So, um, so to some level, you're talking to yourself about oneness. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but when you have that perception, it's called spiritual vision and it really activates your heart. And when you activate mm. your heart, you get heart-brain coherence, and that's how you get this sort of inner peace. Nice. You know, the brain tries really hard to um, hyper-analyze everything when it's in a stress yeah. state, when it's in that stress. When your heart and brain aren't in coherence, you straighten that fight-or-flight nervous system, and then yeah. major incoherence, disharmony. True, man. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What was the third belief? So the third belief is the belief that we have control over anything. So if we believe that outcomes that we're separate, first of all. Mm. Second, that outcomes will bring us happiness. We then must believe that we need to control reality to actualize our outcomes, to actualize our highest good. Wow. So the, the mantra for the second belief that we can find happiness in outcomes to sort of replace it whenever you see that coming up yeah. is what I want is not an outcome. What I want is not an outcome. Yeah. Mm. And you just, you just say it over and over and over again. Transcendental meditation is pretty much a mantra meditation. Yeah. Mm. So if you just, 
if, if you ever feel any of these things coming up, like you catch one of those ego thoughts, yeah. when, it's, when it's got you on that little ferret wheel, and like, yeah. oh, when I get this job or this car or this girlfriend, I'll finally be happy. You're like, like Damn actually, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you catch it though. If you catch it, you just sit down and you just repeat that mantra over and over and over again, and it's gone and you're yeah. liberated. So it comes down to the self-mastery and self-awareness to be able to really be aware of these expressions coming yeah. up so that you can terminate them by disidentifying with wow. them. Wow, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's beautiful because it connects very beautiful to like something that's very, very common. It's like the law of attraction mm. and how like uh, when you're trying to manifest or attract something, the attachment to outcome is what prevents you from manifesting what you're trying to manifest. Yeah. Because you're you're attached to that outcome. Yeah. Whereas if you're if you're manifesting and you're detached from the outcome, it you're a lot more likely to manifest it because you're attracting it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. very very. I resonate with yeah. that, and I, and I guess that's because when you're attached to the outcome, you're not experiencing the emotional state you would have when you had that outcome. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, I'm not ex currently experiencing that abundance that I want, which which I can only have when this thing happens. Yeah. But when, when you're detached, you're already feeling that abundance and it has to attract. Yeah, so you go, so that attachment to outcome is putting your emotional state into a state of lack. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, you're definitely. meant to be functioning from a state, pure state of, of total abundance exactly. all the time. Yeah, 100%. Oh, interesting. And, and, and we find that in wholeness, in, 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 that, in presence, right? So that belief of separation and incompletion is because we believe we're the person or the body or the mind, right? Mm -hmm. When in fact we are that pure awareness, right? So that oneness is whole. So if you can if you can detach from all of these little attachments, these identity attachments, and just bring it back to pure awareness, you do feel whole and you do feel complete. And joy is desirelessness. Because wow. if you're already whole and complete, you don't you don't want anything. No desire. You feel amazing. Yeah. I don't need anything external. I feel great. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I use that mantra a lot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> They're really really powerful. Yeah. Like they've helped well, me. What so I want much. is not an outcome. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And then the last one is just I'm not in control. You know, we talked about the dominoes before. It's like, you're not a wave that's separate to the ocean. You are the entire ocean, and the entire ocean is controlling the wave, you know? Yeah. The, the ego is so arrogant and believes that, oh, I'm, I'm the wave and I'm totally uninfluenced by the rest of the ocean, mm. you know? I control everything. I control all of my expressions. And, and same with the human, you know? Or at least the ego expression, it's like, the entire universe flows through the human. You know, mm. it, there's no there's no personal doer of it. So you can just say either I'm not in control, or I'm a baby in the arms of God, or a child in the arms of God, mm. and then you just surrender to that, which is beautiful. And it's like all this energy we waste trying to control our reality, mm. we could be using for such other beautiful things. That's and you just yeah. surrender to the highest timeline. Yeah, that's super interesting. I got like a little uh, resistance towards that. Yeah, because like. I like control. Yeah, that's a little bit. So, mm. how do you um go out and like act in the world and like make your events and your businesses and mm. your course and stuff like that if mm -hmm. you're not in control? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit. Of Who's a in control? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a mind <laughs> twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and I feel that everyone I've told it to has been like, what? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> how do I do things? Like, well, yeah. I'm gonna go stuff my face with chocolate now. You know, <laughs> I'm not in control. Because <laughs> I'm not in control, right? <laughs> but then it's like. Even if you like go and really work and do those intentions, it's still there's still no personal door. It's just instead of it being the person, 
it is the, the cosmic consciousness, the I amness, which is the mm. higher intelligence, right? So that is already what's making everything happen. Wow. Right? Yeah. But then the ego jumps in and claims personal doership of it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, oh, I'm yeah. the person doing this thing. So it's not like you don't have co-creative sovereignty, it's just that you, there's a misperception in self-knowledge. Mm. Right? So you're just allowing the universe to flow through you and yeah. acting on your highest yeah. sort of passion or calling oh, okay. or whatever it Definitely. is. So it comes yep. to the difference that between doing and being. Yes. Definitely, mm. yeah. And so, so this is what we talked about with the karma yoga. So that's one of the four yogas, and that's where you're just completely uh, in non-doership. I think it was the one of the spiritual Eastern texts that talk about the the karmic yoga practitioner being supremely lazy, so they don't even blink an eye because they're just totally uh, almost effortless power because they've just yeah. totally surrendered. They're not attached to this personal identity, so. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty interesting. So let's say you have someone who's um, a billionaire, yeah. a multi-billionaire. So in order for you to become a multi-billionaire, you have to, you have to be a billionaire. You can't be doing a billionaire, pretty yeah. much. So you have yeah. to be in a state of being to that person that you are. Yeah. So you're not doing yeah. the the. You're not doing the things that would make you a billionaire. Yeah. You're being the You're person. Being, and then it just naturally emanates. And then it naturally yeah. comes to you. I resonate. Can you hack the being? Like, if you just, like, can you decide what you want to be? Definitely. You can? Yeah, 100%. Um, okay. Joe Dispenza talks about that. He talks about your personality creates your personal reality. And so many people try to create a new personal reality as the same personality. You know? So it's like, you got to, as you're saying, you've got to shift your mode of being so that all of your thought, feeling, and action expressions are in alignment with that quantum potentiality. So it's like, yeah. if we want to shift into that, that different future potential, we've got to, first of all, we've got to take our awareness off these mm. old self-definitions and these old paradigms and these old emotional experiences that we're still holding onto that are attracting us to the past and creating more of the past in our future. Yeah. And we need to bring it back into the present moment so we've got energy invested in the now, which is where we have room to co-create, yeah. right? And then in that now, you create a vision of the future. And one, once that's embossed, when you get so clear in that vision, the brain and body doesn't know the difference between a really clear thought and an actual experience, mm. right? So if you get so crystal clear on a future potentiality, it's gonna create an emotion. And then once you've got the emotion and the thought, instead of the neural networks being a record of the past, they're a record of the future, mm. which means it corresponds externally. Great. Yeah, so. So I'm seeing a paradox here as well. Yeah. Because yeah. what, what I'm sensing is that we're not in control, mm -hmm. but we can decide on a vision for our future. Yes. So but we have control of our vision. Yes, definitely. But it's not the person who's doing that. Mm. Yeah. So you're saying like our highest vision that we really w that we would like is actually what not your vision. What you, it's not our vision. It's what the universe wants for you. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. it's the illusion of free will again. Yeah. 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 And, and you know you can look at that through a negative or a positive light. For me, um, I like to look at it through a positive light because it's you want like to water, bro? yeah, sure, thank yeah. you. Because it's like yes, um, I get to experience almost this illusion of separation which gets dissolved as we see more oneness. Yeah. Uh, but you're, you, instead of having to control and be in a fear paradigm of trying to control, because I ultimately feel like the desire to control is grounded in fear, mm, you know? True. So instead of being in fear and trying to control everything in the belief that your greatest good isn't certain, you can just surrender to knowing this, that everything is happening perfectly. Mm. Everything is coming into your life perfectly as it should. So yeah. for your quickest transition to your true. highest truth, love, sovereignty and freedom. You know? yeah. And then you just embrace yeah. it. It's like, yeah, thank you, universe, you know? True, true. Yeah. Well, so. it, the paradox for me gets a little bit confusing because, like, what if you're, like, a, a drug addict who, become, who became, like, a, 
who was just unable to beat addiction and becomes like a crackhead that lives yeah. on the side of the street. Ego! Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it gets it, it gets tricky to comprehend. But I think the best way to 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 sort of see and understand it is to mm. is to cultivate an awareness of the difference between the idea of personal doership and that pure beingness. So it's mm. like the I amness, the person attaches onto that and it uses it as its power. So let's say you have a negative thought expression or pattern which is arising. It only gets power when the thought comes up and you say, oh, that's my thought. That's my suffering. That's my pain, right? And so this identifying with it personally is actually what charges it up and gives it more power. But if the thought came up and you and you were just awareness and you witnessed it and you said, okay, I see this. I see this. This isn't me. This is just an expression that's arising. Mm. I'm not going to identify with this. What that does is actually starves that neural expression just like a weed you stop watering it it slowly starts to die out and 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 dissipate so this is this is the masculine path of healing and there's also a feminine path of healing which is really beautiful which mm. is where instead of just detaching and using your awareness to slowly kill off all of these uh poor negatively polarized expressions mm. you feel into them so it's kind of like shadow work you feel wow. into the expression you feel into the emotion of the memory and then you embrace it you, wow. feel, you totally embrace it with love, you understand it, you be there with it, and that actually has the power to harmonize the expression instantly. Wow. Whereas the masculine, just as powerful, but the masculine path is a gradual dissipation of all of these things which don't wow. So we I, want to unify the two. I suppose it'd be quite tough to really feel it and embrace it if it was like a very intense trauma. Yeah, like, yeah. That would be very hard to understand. Definitely. You know, because sometimes you can't really understand evil. Well, I struggle to understand evil yeah. when yeah. it's like at its most horrendous form. Definitely. But the masculine road is... I like the masculine. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> to detach. <laughs> yeah. well, I actually want to work on the feminine stuff as well. But yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's what some things you just like because of the intensity, by virtue mm. of the intensity, you just have to heal it in True, that feminine yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love um, one of my favorite spiritual teachers is Aaron Abke, and he does uh, he teaches different courses like the um, A Course of Miracles, and in the Course of Miracles they say mm. that evil doesn't exist. There's really? only the the ignorance of love. Absence of love. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 A Course in Miracles. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. one on your shelf, eh? I've read a little bit. Dude, it's a fucking thick book, man. Like, yeah, like it looks Bible. pretty thick. Yeah. yeah. One day. Yeah. <laughs> one day, I'll read it. Yeah, yeah, but that's, um, that's a, an interesting perspective. Because then when you cultivate that perspective, instead of, instead of having uh, judgment and contempt for others, mm. um, we start to see them as pure innocence. Like, no, no child is born evil. You know, mm. they're only taught and conditioned these things. Um, and then you can, you can see, okay, this person is just suffering. All of their expressions is only because they think by doing this thing will bring them happiness. Wow. You know? Yeah. And, then, and then you can hold that in, like, really deep compassion. And, um, mm. which, which transforms you because, there is, once again, there's no separation. There's only oneness, right? Yeah. So if, if I judge someone else, I'm attacking myself. Yeah. I'm fully attacking that myself. Makes sense. And even not, not by virtue of me hurting them, but by virtue of the thought of me judging them is hurting my energy field, right? Yeah. And then the reason I'm judging them is because of a projection of one of my disowned beliefs, which mm. is so... Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. sense. It's and powerful though. Yeah. And then ultimately it's, it comes down to that belief of being incomplete. So you project guilt and then you attack it, right? So if you can start to practice forgiveness, and when you, when you see other people doing things, you're actually harmonizing yourself. 
True. So some, one of the most powerful spiritual practices is to use the people around you and the environment around you to heal your own stuff. Because when you forgive mm. the person for that thing, you're also forgiving yourself for that thing. True, yeah, and that makes sense. If you're impatient with someone else, it means you're impatient with yourself. Because you're only really seeing reflections of yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, projection makes perception. That's Sometimes I do that with certain people. Like they, they certain, certain people trigger me in a certain way, good or bad, yeah. helps, helps me heal. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I go hang out with this person or whatever, and I'm like, I start feeling bad. I'm like, fuck, I'm not just using this person as a tool, <laughs> <laughs> as a tool for my own liberation. Like, <laughs> let's um, something I was wanting to say before, but I kind of lost, I lost the track. Was talking about the law of one and and the kind of the model they present in aligning with love. Mm. One of them is one of the expressions in that is called service to others, mm. and service to others is literally where you commit your life to being of service to others. But a part of that is it is not martyrdom, meaning you don't self-sacrifice in okay. service to others. It's about yep. being your greatest version so that you can be of service to others mm. in the greatest capacity. So feeling this guilt for like, oh, am I using this person? It's like, man, if you've got pure heart and good intentions, go on, my man. Yeah, true, true, you true. Know, like it's so aligned. Um, Mm. Yeah, it's just overthinking monkey mind, I suppose. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really find that guilty. I just find it kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you catch it, you can start to see the real absurdity of it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, like, the more I learn, the more my mind actually works. It's like trying to like integrate different things and like different ideas. I'm like, fuck, this is way too much thinking. Like, yes. I should just not study at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and this is another thing Aaron Abke says as well. He says. The, the wisdom needs to be balanced with the love. You know, the only reason yeah. we're having the wisdom is so we can love more fully. That is the only reason we have the wisdom. And if you don't balance the wisdom with an equal amount of love, the ego will use it to attack us. Wow, you know? wow. okay. So, so it's like Damn. cultivating the love is crucial. That is mm. the reason we do our spiritual practice. All we want to do is harmonize our entire expression so that we are an embodiment of love. And yes. in my opinion, that's what like Christ consciousness is yeah. or any of these different states of expanded consciousness. It's mm. just fully embodied truth and love. Fucking love you know? that, eh? Yeah. I like this Aaron Abke guy as well because he said balancing the love with the wisdom because I, mm. I drew this thing like a couple of years ago, like this pyramid. Yeah. It had like love, wisdom and power in it. Yeah. And I was just saying you have to balance all three of those. Yeah. And if you don't, then you become distorted. distorted. Like if you've got yeah. wisdom and power, you can be a tyrant. But like love and wisdom with no power, you can just... Yeah. Become a hermit in the cave, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna follow this guy right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've learned so much from him. It's, Aaron it's Abke. absurd. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, and he goes into the law of one as well, which is like, it's like a, it's a channeled work by an entity called Ra. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like think a, I read a little bit of this ages ago. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I'm right. I'm right. Yeah, 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 yeah that's <laughs> it. Oh, and it's like really hard to understand, but he does such a good job of breaking down and making it really easy to understand. Mm. Yeah. And, then, and then it gives you all this like really good like PhD in metaphysics background mm. information on like, okay, I'm a soul. I'm on an evolutionary yeah. path. But you know those three people that channeled Ra? Mm. Do you know where they are now? No. This is, is going to give you a plot twist. Okay. One, the woman I think got really, really, really obese, like and really sick. Oh wow! Another guy shot himself. Oh my god! And the third one, we just don't know. Wow! What the, the entities like targeted the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like honestly, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like, the guy shit. shot himself. Yeah, that's but, um, fucked. Wow. Yeah. But then again, like if you if you bring in so much strong energy into a human vessel, we can be like yeah. overpowering, or maybe like yeah. they strayed from the path. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah. it's the devil. <laughs> 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 but I actually love those books, bro. Like, yeah. I really do, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah. My, my friend told me this less recently. I was like, holy fuck, are you serious? Are you serious, yeah. man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, first one, the third one just disappeared? Like, no, I don't know. I, I don't remember what happened to the third one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> one, 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 one got really obese. One got really obese. You're the family, you know. It's fine. It's fine. I left that part out. <laughs> Yeah. No, but I loved how, how interesting it was when like they're tuning this person is like or face the person's head slightly more north, you know, like just mm. like, a couple of degrees and that, that changes things or put like a bowl of water in the room and it just made the differences of channeling. Yeah, yeah super fascinating. Yeah. Another, once again from Aaron Abke, another mm. thing I'm learning, he's doing a new series called uh, Spiritual Intelligence and he's pretty mm. much, he's, have you guys heard of David R. Hawkins? He did no. that, he did that that scale of consciousness chart where he measured each emotion and put a, an energy scale next to it. Okay, yeah. So oh, for okay, example, yeah, shame yeah. is like one of the lowest emotions. Yeah. Uh, like then there's, say, uh, anger, pride, courage, neutrality, willingness, mm, I definitely, I've definitely seen that thing yeah. before, yeah. So that's David Hawkins. And he's assimilated a whole bunch of different stuff, including his work, to make another map for enlightenment, mm. essentially. And so he nice. defines enlightenment as just self-mastery, right? So it's where you have the capacity to create any state you want at any desire for any circumstance. Damn. Right, which is like, damn, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and to get there, you have to activate each level of self-knowledge and sort of energy center intelligence sequentially, beginning mm. with the heart, right? So oh, starting with the heart. Yeah. Not with the root. Well, it is starting with the root. Um, but like the heart is where you start to make a really big uh, spiritual okay. progression. Um, the solar plexus oh, so is you, empowerment. And so the, you've got to start with the first three. That's, that's like really minus, like that's minus three, minus two, minus one, and you start. With the heart. <laughs> <laughs> is that how this works? No, no, no. But yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of makes sense though, because the yeah. heart is like when it actually really when it starts to really kick. Yeah. Well, at, at the solar plexus is like, oh, I can I can manifest anything with my mind. I have complete control of my reality. Um, and like if you, if you believe it, you can create it, those kind of mm -hmm. sort of paradigms. Yeah. Um, but at, at the heart and the, the throat, so the heart's called awakening and the throat's called illumination. Wow. The heart is where you start to, to really embody that love and that unity consciousness, mm. you know, that spiritual vision, seeing everything as oneness. Yeah. Um, starting to really like reflect on your catalyst and mm. um, do things like, one thing I really like talking about is there's this universal law called the law of response. Yeah. And that is pretty much where if you ask a question, with sincerity and from your heart, you will receive an answer, right? So we ask mm. it from love. So let's say you're going through some sort of difficult time, some sort of challenge. I call it catalyst because there's always a lesson behind it yeah. that facilitates expansion for you. Mm. You know, you can if you don't if you're not kind of understanding like why is this happening, you can just ask yourself. You can ask the question, project it out, and project it to your guys, project it to truth, and say, what is the high perspective here? What does this mean? And you will receive the answer at the time that is best, best suited, if not yeah, instantly. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had that before where I've actually asked questions, like before I sleep, I do a quick meditation and ask a really solid question and really send it. Yeah. You know? And sometimes <laughs> like in the morning or during my dreams, I'll get the answer for it. Cool. And it's oh, like- Before sleep, that's a good idea actually. Yeah, normally it's like when you wake up at 4 a.m. and you get like, an influx or a download or like yeah. a whatever. Yeah. It gets comes through then. You come up to like the, the journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My voice notes. Do your diary. Got like this 20 minute recording. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I got so much voice notes, it's not funny, man. <laughs> Do you use voice notes as well? Or um, do you just write everything? No, I don't actually. I, I used to record it on my phone, but yeah, just uh, just the journal. Journal, yeah. no, old yeah. school. When I get yeah. a nice potent little download. Yeah. 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 Is there more into this karma thing you wanted to talk about? Um, the one other thing I'd love to touch on briefly is the bhakti yoga. Um, yes. And, and I'll be brief with it, but I just, I feel like I need to mention it because it's well, such a powerful medium. Um, so bhakti yoga is the path of devotion. Mm. The other yogas are more about sort of uh, surrendering and releasing 
uh, other things. So for example, Raja is the path of silence. So you're quieting the mind so that you can have sort of self-realization. Yeah. Whereas Bhakti Yoga is you embrace everything, right? So you see everything as an expression of God or divinity and you will fully worship it and embrace it, it wow. as that. So then what happens is, first of all, you're starting to really experience love. Mm. Right, so on, on a massive, profound scale. Yep. There's no more separation because you're seeing everything as one, as oneness. Mm. And then you start to harmonize everything by virtue of the power of the love, right? Yeah. So then it, even even the idea of like ha bad habits, right? So let's True. say let's say you got a, a cheeky habit for the occasional ice cream or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that, I right? had that, exactly. Um, you spoke to him to his silhouette. <laughs> I would drive yeah, eye like, contact. Yeah. <laughs> I would drive to Frio, bro, just for like one fucking gelato. Bro. <laughs> but let's uh, let's use this as an example. At 10 p.m. <laughs> At 10 p.m. <laughs> instead of instead of guilt tripping yourself and like mm. trying to like repress and get rid of these mental desires, the best thing to do is to really be mindful with it mm. and embrace it as an expression of God in yeah, love. True. You know? And then and then the, the power of the love mm. and the mindfulness is that. It harmonizes the expression rather than trying to suppress it. Fuck what yeah, you bro. resist persists. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's um that's a really beautiful one. So embracing yeah. everything as an expression mm. of God through love is bhakti yoga. And nice. It's very beautiful. I've actually done this before. Mm. To be honest, like I was at the shops, and I just started like feeling like connecting to everyone and everything. Yeah. I was falling in love, right? <laughs> and like I remember seeing this girl. I'm like, holy fuck, man! This this girl, she's the one. <laughs> you know, like how they open, right? Creep. And no, no, bro. She said she said to me, she's like. The fuck are you looking at? <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, you, you don't feel this? Like, <laughs> we're not twin flames? Oh, but uh, no. now I'm banned from uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what, what did you say? I made it up, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I reckon that would be attachment though. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel that and I love that, like just yeah. roaming around like you're in the car and you're just radiating love mm. to everyone around you. And That does happen sometimes, yeah. yeah. I think that's so beautiful and it's like, I feel like a part of us, you know, choosing to incarnate here and experience all that, that harsh conditioning that mm. we have to heal through this masculine and feminine parts. True. And, and a big part of harmonizing the collective consciousness is holding that heart field and, and projecting love and kindness and, and positive energy patterns to people because, you know, that first mantra, only what I do not give can be lacking, mm. right? If you send that loving energy to people, you receive it just as much True. while simultaneously providing a beautiful harmonizing force for a person. So mm. I think that's where the notion of like there's a lot of uh, sort of religious trauma and resistance because of all the distortions in it. We know meditation is cultivating the inner silence, but prayer, that's literally sending a positive energy pattern to someone. It's literally anything with a heightened heart emotion and an intention. Mm, true. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, what true prayer is like, it's intention and yeah, sending it, right? Yeah, literally. And, and so like something I love doing on the occasion before bed is just like remembering like all the people I love and just people in general and just setting mm. posing, positive loving patterns to people because nice. I know it helps them and yeah. it feels great for me. So yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah. A, that's an expression of bhakti as well. That's fucking beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful, yeah. 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 yeah, I love it. Yeah, embodying love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so tell um, us about your like um, ecstatic, um, ecstatic dance. How did that get, mm. get started? Um, right, so I've been, my pop and uncle owned the first DJ company in Perth. And I kind of got introduced to that properly in about year six. Mm. So they just sort of handed a bit of stuff down. And like, like, a, like DJ, like they sell the equipment or they actually do the parties and the hosting? Um, like they did the parties and the hosting. Yeah. Oh, okay. damn. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. So they, did they coach you through it? Like A little bit. They, yeah. In year six, I got like a little 
tutor. They hired one of their good mates to come in and give me like a session. And you're um, six. You're like eleven years old. Yeah, like, <laughs> something crazy like that. That's fucking insane. Yeah, bro. yeah. And then yes. I had it. I didn't properly get into it until about like year nine or ten. Um, still, that's still, still, yeah. still, that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's gangster. And, and it was just fun. You know, uncle gave me some equipment. Parents bought me like different equipment. I just slowly, I was bringing it to parties and I was just doing all the mixing and Fuck just yeah. kept upgrading my equipment. And it got to the point where I was like, damn, I really want to DJ for festivals. Mm, you know, and I, yeah. had that, I had that as a vision for ages. Yeah. I'd like go to the occasional bush door and be like, oh, oh, oh I want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because um, <laughs> it's like you can just play whatever you want, whatever your vibe is, whatever yeah. you just resonate with to the max. 100%, man. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I was like, all right. If I can't get done at a, at a festival, I'm going to make my own. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. That's, that's the way to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 you fucking sent it out of Statica, bro. Like, yeah. just fucking, I was like stone sober. I'm like, fuck, I feel like I'm high. And I was seeing you at the deck, you're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much energy. Bro. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, it's, like, it's insane, It transforms man. in the night, bro. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Alchemist at work. Yeah, dude, yeah, no, I always finish a set absolutely drenched and saturated. Oh, really? Because yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I commit. Yeah. That's another thing I love in terms of attitudes, just full commitment to every yeah. single thing you do. Fuck yes. Because it's like, you, your attitude towards one thing is your attitude towards all things. Yes. You commit fully yeah. to doing one thing in everything you do, suddenly you produce excellence in effortlessness. Excellence, effortlessness. Fuck yes, so that's one that's mantra. Excellence, effortlessness, baby. So Ecstatica, yeah. And, and the thing I really like about Ecstatica is it's a bit of a union between um, you know, obviously shedding all those layers, you know, releasing, getting the boogie, getting that dance movement medicine, mm. while also having a bit of a another spiritual element to in terms of the different connection activities and like next time we'll be doing the qigong and it's, it's really mm. nice to obviously you couldn't do that at a normal like right you couldn't yeah, yeah. You couldn't this, this, this is so much better man yeah. Yeah. there'll be no ods yeah no ods <laughs> <laughs> no dump to double no drop vomiting. Oh man, cause I remember I used to I used to be a bouncer at like all these different high school parties when I was like 18, 19. Yeah. Just for extra cash. Yeah. And man, there's like 14, 15 year olds just like double dropping doing pingers. Yeah. Things. So just just like Crazy. just filth, man. Yeah. Like, literally. It's never fun though. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really that much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was cool though. It was cool noticing how like with the spiritual expansion, it's like you know what, there's high, there's greater highs. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 because. It was pretty cool seeing a DJ. The, the thing, like, it was kind of like, like when you have an ear for you, are like, fuck, this, this dude's a fucking killer DJ. <laughs> yeah, I was like, god damn. You. you get triggered out. Yeah. Remember going to certain parties and some guys DJing? Wrong Ryan's like, this shit DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Is this oh, one of those things you notice? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this one of those things you notice? Like, even if when you go, when you go to a club and, yeah. like, you listen yeah. to, yeah, and it's yeah. like, Especially in a club when there's like really loud, like really yeah. mint, crisp speakers. Yeah. You just notice that you're like... The, the beat matches off. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Transition's hideous, dude. Mm, mm. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, but do you have any like spiritual experiences like while you're DJing and you're like connecting with your music? Yes. Eternals of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about that spiritual intelligence thing. Um, so there's the heart, throat and third eye and the third eye is the flow mm. state. Right, Fuck and yeah. that's where you're completely in that karma yoga. There's no personal doership. There's mm. no. There's no even. There's no. Oh, I'm doing this. It's just flow. It's just pure consciousness flowing. And the reason that's so powerful is because when the person's out of the way, everything is done in its highest intelligence because mm. it's cosmic intelligence. The the person's out of the way. True, and so yeah. sometimes when I drop into a really beautiful flow state with that when I'm DJing, it's mm. so magical. Like I'll be 
are doing the tune and I can just hear all of the potential tracks that I could do next and then I can just mix them in seamlessly. And it's just, that's yeah. a, that's a, in terms of Your mind is like so open, you can just like, yeah. that's immaculate. And, and, and tuned, so present with the music that you can mm. feel what would go next perfectly. Fuck yeah, that's man. a really cool experience. It's like you become there. everyone in the room, like complete union. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that like guru, but like the modern day. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that, man. I like, I'll yeah. approach that nonstop, that kind of spiritual vision of unity. It's like, yeah. man. Fuck yeah. Man. yeah. It's gonna yeah. be like having like a sand guru conference in the day and he's DJing. <laughs> that's, yeah, bro, that's fucking perfect. People need to get out of their chairs, man. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, now when you go Ben to um, how did you develop like this spiritual vision so young? Like, what what happened to you, man? <laughs> like, what really triggered you to act out like this? There's always been like a, I kind of have this belief that you know how like a gum tree or any plant has a seed yeah, and it has a blueprint. So no matter what, the gum tree is going to turn grow to be the tree. True. Yeah. I feel like we all have very beautiful mm. blueprints, divine blueprints, right? Yeah. So it's like, even when you're a child, you're just at a, you're still that same expression, but at a different level of, of growth and maturity. Mm. So I feel like we all have these really beautiful um, blueprints that you know, we, we really grow into as we embody our authenticity. And I've just, I've always, I've always felt that, you yeah. know, even though there's been a lot of expressions of like immaturity and, and not being developed or anything like that. Yeah. It's always been a subtle undercurrent of like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, yeah. that's me. <laughs> um, but I am God. The, <laughs> yeah, just like subliminal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but initially, I think music, mm. um, like lots of seed planting through music, and then a big interest spark for me was uh, that's the sort of the notion that there is a lot more to the world than just the senses mm. um, and through the sort of uh, psychedelic realm. Yeah. So it's like seeing people talk about their all their like near-death experiences, their different mm. psychedelic experiences, all the different psychedelic arts. Like, wow, like imagine if there was way, 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 way more than just the, the physical sense perceptions, which there is. Yeah. And that just fascinated me. And I was like, mm. I did art in year 12 and I was like, oh my God, like trying to draw my mystical stuff. Oh, and oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was big for me. And then just about at the end of year 12, I had I had um, a few like distorted expressions, which uh, really catalyzed a, a desire for self-mastery, you know? Because yeah. it was like, oh, okay, whoa. I actually, uh, these, these expressions do not serve me or the greatest interests of anybody. Um, what's going on? How do, I, how do I bring this into alignment? How do okay. I do it? And then, and then it's like, okay, you know, it, there's the catalyst and then there's the gradual integration. So that was catalyst. your thought process in year 12. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> hell, bro. Well, My thought process in year 12 was just like, let's get fucked up. And then just gradually like, okay, mm. speed that, you know, the desire for, you know, I think when there's identification with the body and the person, there's tremendous suffering, you know, it creates huge mm. suffering because you, the degree to which you are not aligned with truth is the degree to which you don't get love. True. Because truth is love. Mm. And when you see yourself as the body or the person, that is not true. You are not the body and you are not the person. You know, you are the pure awareness. So that creates mm. all massive suffering. Um, and, and when you identify with the person in the body and the mind, a sort of light at the end of the tunnel is this, mm. uh, this, this drive for personal development. It's like, okay, there's huge suffering, but there's, this, there's hope, you know. I can, I can do personal development. So mm. that kicked in massively. And then up from there, there's like just the desire to be a greatest version. So gradually kind of evolved. And, yeah. um, and then from there, it goes into the, the desire to experience love. 
and then from there the desire to experience peace you know and nice. it just kind of oh, well. comes up like that where did the majority of your knowledge come from youtube YouTube, yeah? YouTube, yeah. <laughs> so you just like sort of do you do a lot of reading, be watching, or do you just like sometimes sit down like, oh fuck, there's an idea, there's another idea. Like, mm. does this stuff just flow Both to you? A lot. Um, I did. I went once again through that personal development habit. I used to spend so like I went through a little hermit phase. Yeah. In, in the beginning of my sort of awakening process, and that yeah. was just a constant, persistent self reflection and like analysis and mm. and trying to figure out. It was, it was definitely a coping mechanism. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah. it still catalyzed a lot of growth for me. Hundred um, percent, man. I love that hermit phase. It's yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. I used to do a lot. Like, I remember I had this hermit phase with one of my friends who lived close to me, but he smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> so we'd just get high and like watch all the conspiracy stuff, which is like terrible for you because like now I'm like overly cynical and paranoid <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, yeah, exactly. about everything. Like everyone's fucking Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. But like it's just like holy shit. Like it was like a year that we were just like doing this. Doing that, yeah. And now I'm, I'm still trying to like unlearn a yeah. lot of those conspiracies because yes. they're so bad. But I have had spiritual phases as well where I just like read all the spiritual books, yeah. just meditate every single day for an hour or something like twice a day. Yeah. And then like it takes months and months and months to integrate that yeah. Through, yeah. Your, through your dreams or through life and yeah. reality. And then yeah. sometimes you just forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. legit, so true. And something yeah. I love as well for when you're teaching on that note of like forgetting yeah. is uh, when you're explaining concepts, getting the other person to explain it back to you. Mm. Like if they're actually interested in, true. in what you have to offer, it's like, okay, let's build a model together and mm. then let's refine this idea and then let's use it, uh, once again, wisdom to love. Let's use this idea to create more love. Um, and getting the other person to try and formulate and explain the concept is such a powerful way of mm. embossing it, it, it on a neurological level 100%. so that they do remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two yeah. ways of learning, hey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I used to be ridiculous with the spiritual practice. I'd wake up so early in the morning, jump in the pool, you know, do like, do heaps of meditation, yoga, qigong, and then like a bunch of gratitudes. And like, it felt amazing, but it, yeah. um, what happens a little mistake I made is like, I used to tyrannize myself with my to-do list. Yeah. So instead of it being just this love, patience, nourishment thing, it was this uh, like sort of comparison to an ideal, right? Yeah. And then when you don't meet the expectations of the ideal because you're being really rigid and dogmatic with it, um, yeah. you start to like punish yourself or like unconsciously bit like guilt trip yourself for not being able to meet up to your ideal and that created a lot of spiritual entropy. Yeah. Um, so then I, I stopped. I stopped to do the spiritual practice for a bit, and then I've I've gone back into it for quite a bit now. Successfully about doing the comparison thing, and it's just coming cool. from a place of more nourishment, which Beautiful. is really awesome. A little yeah. bit more self love, I guess. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Being being actually attuned and present instead of just um mental. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you said like mu music was one of the elements that kind of got you into this path. And it's just, it just seems like to me, like we kind of don't pay, we kind of don't pay attention to how important sound is mm. in, in terms of like going through like these sorts of journeys, because I mean, we all, everyone says like, it's all a vibration anyway, right? So if it's a vibration and sound is like one of the mm. ultimate vibrations, like, mm. is it possible that we use music as an element to, is it possible that you would have possibly used music at such a young age? to kind of tap into like different levels of your brain or would have like activated different um, pathways or different mm. ideas because mm. music is one of those things like I think a good example is someone like above and beyond like yeah. when you're listening mm. to like trance music like yeah. it's not just like you're listening to just, just a song when you listen to hip-hop you're listening to something totally different versus if you're listening to something like above and beyond or trance music it's kind of like the ideas that they're kind of reflecting or they're projecting in you are like really, really powerful. Like they're really, they kind of 
they go into like a heart-based place because when you're listening to the music and you're listening to their, their you're not only listening to their music, you're also you're feeling their intentions. Mm. Because I believe that like when they're making music, they're put, they're putting their t- intentions into like a physical into a sound, Definitely. and that sound is something that's going into your brain, your yeah. heart, your soul. Yeah. So when you're feeling it and you're listening to it, a lot of people that when you I found that people who are like who listen to this type of music are usually totally different people. Mm. They're a little bit more tuned in, a little bit more tapped in, mm. and it's not and they're not and they're a lot less angry, violent, that kind of stuff. Mm. So like, is it possible that that experience with sound from such a young age and that connection with sound would have also helped you mm. go through this journey or helped you tap into the, this this information that you would have that you have? Yeah. I resonate with that a lot, um, <clears throat> but for me, it was like my nervous system used to be so dysregulated. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, uh, like constant like, kind of tapping and you know all yeah, this stuff yeah. just because of I don't know. Like you're not breathing and you've got all this tension in your body. So I'd I'd listen to like a lot of dubstep, and I think oh, I think okay. it was just noise that would drown out the discomfort of like the nervous system being dysregulated. Mm. Uh, but having said that, what I do resonate with is in doing that being in that enjoyment, which is a heart energy, could have served to harmonize myself in, in that way. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think if you can drop into any of those appreciation, any of those higher heart emotions, it's gonna serve to harmonize in some way or another. Um, but definitely as I got out of that and, and started to like refine the taste, like my top my top five on Spotify was all like jazz and opera, and it's like, oh, like um One thing I, I really, really, really love doing as like a, like a sacral chakra activator, like your sacral chakra is your personal power and your your sexual energy and your creative force and your sensuality, right? Mm. Um, and so one thing I love doing is indulging in a pure way. So it's like get home, clean your room, light so many candles and like play the most refined stuff oh, you can do. And it's like, oh, that me, you know? <laughs> and then you do your breath work and you just, oh my god, that actually know? sounds fucking beautiful, yeah. bro. And, and it's such an activator. Mm. And then and then you've got the space to reflect and like, okay, now I'm gonna day plan. I feel great here. You know, mm. but if you're in a shitty, trashy room, this yeah. is like you're just gonna want to escape. No, you don't want to live in that reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've heard that on board. I try to have one room in my house that's just, like as beautiful as possible. Like yeah. just like with much like plants, like yeah, right? whatever. Like yeah, I can the best I can possibly do. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think it's really important. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Definitely. I wanted to ask you about your course, bro. I've mm. been like uh, mm-hmm. frothing for this release. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's kind of, it's tricky because I keep learning so much from stuff. It's like, how am I supposed to integrate this? Oh, bro. <laughs> I think you should like leave your base model and like, okay, there's a 2.0 later on. Like, yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. Have like a, wow, have, like, a clear really like cutoff idea. line. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can All just right. have like every year like a series. Yeah. Man. You can be on Gaia, yeah. dude. Cool, man. I'll just do like 2.0 <laughs> yeah. or something. Fuck yeah, man. That's a really good idea. Thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate bro, yeah, that's that. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, I just want to get it sooner, you know? Well, I have been doing coaching just just for what's been working for me, um, and which I've really been enjoying. I've literally been doing mm. it for free because it's Fuck like, yeah. man, I love this. I love like in, it. it's teaching you learn. You get to master it. I get mm. to be of service. I teaching get to and learning, bro, the same thing in Law of One, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that service teaching relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I've been really enjoying doing that. But that's been I'm using some stuff from the course, but. Yeah. More just like what I've been. Okay. Because I've accumulated so much. Like mm. my room's like full of like, like paper on the walls, and it's like full of white expression. Very um, mental expression. You know what's next yeah. level? One of our mates has like his a, a room in his house, and he painted it with um whiteboard paint. 
So there's all the yeah. walls are whiteboard. Yeah. That's oh crazy. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're yeah. Like a madman. You yeah. go in there, it's like all this shit. On the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. That's how it feels sometimes. It's like, man, I just need some art. Like, let's get rid of this shit. Yeah. Um. But in terms of the course, um. What I, what I have put together so far, it's yeah. pretty much the intention for it is self-mastery mm. for energetic self-mastery for incarnation. Mm. So mm. your enlightenment is a neurological condition, right? Mm. So I saw this cool Kundalini formula. It says conductance times energy divided by toxicity or resistance, right? Mm. So that's a formula worth contemplating. Can you say it again, Tara? Conductance yeah. <laughs> times energy yeah. divided by resistance. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So... Um, you know, the, the point there is we have to detoxify and tonify or imbue mm. with a greater vibration so that you, your higher self can incarnate, right? Okay. Your spirit cannot, like, let's say it's like, obviously it's a way greater energy form. It can't just incarnate into this vessel. It'll fry it. You can't just mm. plug into a hundred billion megawatts. You you know, you'll just yeah. sizzle, right? So it's like, we've got to do the, the self mastery work so that we can prepare the nervous system for incarnation you know so you can embody mm. that that avatar or that Christ consciousness or that sort of buddhic is super expansive it's kind state. of like the law of mutual attraction in a way like if it's a harmonic vibration it, they can merge into one yeah but if it's like if you're thinking about tim tams and yeah debauchery like yeah. <laughs> because god's not going to be able to fucking come anywhere definitely near you. And, and and thinking about tim tams and debauchery is an expression <laughs> of addiction and lust true um, so yeah. a, a big thing I, I go into in the course is <laughs> <laughs> fucking tim tam dude <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible biscuit you know <laughs> in my course i go into a lot of um so like the, the different distorted and harmonized expressions in your energy system mm. so um if we're talking vices and virtues right so I'm sure you guys have heard of the seven deadly sins. Yes. Um, one of them is addiction and lust, right? Mm. And then that, that kind of cascades into these other expressions. I call it the cycle of regression. So it goes addiction, lust, gluttony, waste, and then laziness, discouragement. And that's kind of like a negative feedback this loop. keeps on going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you break it. Um, yeah, true, and true. then there's also in the positive polarity of the seven deadly sins is called the seven spirits of Christ, right? Mm. So instead of addiction, lust, there's purity. Seven spirits of Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and that's that's that. actually how your so there's this universal law called the law of intent, consent, structure, and and authority, right? Intent, so content. Intent, consent, structure, and authority. Yeah. Intent, consent, consent. So yeah. pretty much, um, negative entities they will, they will um, use that you without your consent sort of mm -hmm. so like it's like a passive consent so let's say when you go to eat the biscuit or do the thing you know you probably don't want to be doing right yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like a, i'm intending to do this thing that's going to harm me it's like mm. a passive i'm allowing this to happen true right yeah. whereas i'm not in control man whereas whereas the virtue side of things is it's an active intent for a positive consent Mm. Right, so oh, you have to okay. actively intend for purity to receive that that consent. So now there's actually forces and spirits which operate through your consent, your structures of consent. Right. Wow. So the negative ego expression, that is negative ego authority. Right. So instead of being or authority in separation, yeah, as opposed to authority in divinity and love and truth and, True. and oneness. Right. So. Um, a big part of it is is learning to deprogram these structures, these energetic and neurological structures, mm. which create your consent, and 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 replace them to cultivate the spaces for these pure spirits to inhabit and flow mm. through you. So if you've made a, a disciplined habit of really cultivating these particular virtues, 
they sort of have a an integrity and a strength which flows through them. So let's say yeah. you've really cultivated discipline. Like I know mm. some gym people are really good at that. Yeah. Or, or just in an ever, any other expression, discipline cultivated, that is a power that will flow through them. It's, mm. a, it's, a, it's an animating force. You've created the space for that quote unquote spirit of Christ to flow through you, mm. right? Another one will be kindness. So you can do loving kindness meditations to uh, to practice that that hardware, install that consent, that structure of consent, mm. um, and you know that makes then, so much so much fucking sense, bro. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. And then and then the authority thing is right. So there's there's alignment with the law of one, right? Mm. So like being of service to others, my authority. I'm doing this purity so that I can serve, so I can body love. Da -da -da. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And there's there's white and black magic as well, which is very interesting. So mm. black magic is just like service to self rituals, where it's like. For example, greed, addiction, lust, any of the vices is a, is a black mm. magic expression. Sending negative energy patterns to anyone, anything like that is a yeah. black magic is prominent. Whereas there's also white magic. So that's, mm. as we said before, sending those positive prayers, those positive yeah. energy patterns to people, practicing those virtues, mm. dedicating yourself to self-mastery, dedicating yourself to uh, creating like a, a world, a vision of shared world humanism where everyone thrives and we focus on just nourishing everyone. Mm. Um, so this is like the laws of karma in action. Because I heard like the politician or someone who does wrong things by the people and people have um, a lot of hate or anger or vengeance geared towards that person, hmm. Those are, that's constant energy flowing out towards them all the time. Yeah. And obviously people, people be, can distract themselves with lot. like drugs and stuff with the body. Yeah. But when you're in a spirit form, you don't have any distractions, that that stuff will surround you and succumb you, hmm. affecting your vibration and send you to a realm of like vibration, which could, could be called quote unquote hell, yeah. but it's just a, a realm which happens to correspond with your vibration. Yeah. So imagine some of the karma that these people who are doing like corruption in the world, how much they need to sort through, mm. like moving forward yeah. into, into different forms of it would, life. It would be intense. Yeah. But, you know, the power of love is so powerful that, mm. you know, you can, you can literally just hold it in forgiveness and love and it will alchemize so quickly. Just mm. like how one single candle flame can light up a whole room of light. Mm. You know, the darkness cannot stand in the, in the light of love. Yeah. You know? oh, so, it's, so it's a really, really powerful force and forgiveness mm. is the most powerful thing you can do for that. Another one, um, I heard this little saying a while ago and it's where if someone sends you like a bad intention, mm. I don't do this anymore, FYI, but if someone sends you something negative, you can yeah. test it. You can say, just return to sender mentally as an intention. Watch how quickly it goes back to them. So like if someone's like judging the fuck out of you and doing all these things, be careful because it might just be your own projection. But yeah. you, just, you just mentally hold return to sender. <laughs> 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 you just you just mentally hold return to sender, and it, and that's what happens. Yeah. Um. But what what I've done started doing recently is transmute to love, and then okay. you send them that's loving nice. vibrations. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like wait, I don't want to I don't want to perpetuate this shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, a little bit of shadow work there. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Because because once again you can you can even use that as an expression for your love of self. True, yeah. You know? Fuck man, that's yeah. a hell of a journey you've been on, man. Yeah. But these these cool. seven spirits of Christ. Yeah. What were the seven? So you got purity. Yeah. Kindness, patience, generosity, discipline, diligence, and humility. Oh, okay. Fucking beautiful. It's so funny. Like, I've heard of the seven deadly sins, but I've never heard of those before. Yeah. Until I met you, I'm like, damn, man, this guy's opening a whole new world. Like, <laughs> like I've been living in a dark room for like <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and when you master them and you fully embody them, that's how your Christ consciousness can embody. Mm. So, like, you've mastered these structures of consent by building them with your intention, mm. creating your authority, your divine authority, because the positive will only come in if you ask for it. And that's why in the law True. of response, you have to ask. They will not violate your free will. You have to create yeah. the consent with your intent. I have had a lot of things like that where I contact or I try to like 
uh, channel and do things of that, of that nature, which I've been successful in, but there were phases when I was like obsessed, where I would have like mantras to connect with my guides and I'd write yeah. it in my journal and say, I am going to connect with my guides. Yeah. My guides speak to me openly, but all this heaps. It yeah. took me like a year. Yeah. And then I actually met one of my guides face to face in like a sleep state cool. thing. And then I couldn't replicate it, but I realized it was the, con the constant consent and work and yeah. intention yeah. towards it mm -hmm. gives them permission to, to come into your life and affect exactly. you in, in your life. Otherwise, yeah. It was still freaking scary. Like, who the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so it's so different. But yeah. that that I'm connecting so many dots from this this conversation. It's it's like really unbelievable. That's but fantastic. do you have to give yeah. consent every single time? Can you just give consent right now? Like, well, like you know. See, for example, if you've already built the structure of consent, it's there. Mm. You know, if you've already built the neurological hardware, the habit exists. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? So it's like you build the structure of your intent, and, and obviously you got to you got to do a little bit of maintenance. But the more neurons fire together the more they wire together and you build this highway of habitual thought and, and energetic mm. structure that just it corresponds so once you've built it it's there okay yeah yeah, yeah. um and and obviously with the free will stuff of the the virtue stuff it's it's intent based rather than consent based so you have to actively do it until it becomes the body programming yeah oh. yeah and that, um, that i'm assuming that would not take like a couple of days it's a well it's it a, depends it depends on, on on your devotion and dedication to it like if you were if you were sitting down and you're like, like for example, you can literally set a two minute timer mm. on your phone and like tune in so intensely to I am disciplined and like mm. fucking fully embody it until that is your self definition. Yeah. You're, you're the person, the person exists. I'm not saying the person doesn't exist. I'm saying you're not the person. Yeah. Right? So until the person, the person has to do what the belief is. Right? So if you believe I am disciplined, mm. you're going to, that's going to correspond. So yeah. that's, that's something you can do if you want to cultivate it. Um, set a really strong intention, yeah. And then it obviously has to correspond in action and then that creates the belief for, evidence for the belief, which strengthens the belief and it creates this positive feedback loop, mm. yeah, so. So the belief is, the belief and, so the be belief and intentions are the most powerful like tools that you can possibly have in your arsenal. Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, so, so, well, cause you can't change things here in, like you have choice, right? But the most powerful way to change things is just by changing the architecture, right? So it's like, let's say, by the time you're eating the ice cream, it's too late, you know? You've got to change the programming before the ice cream hey, happens. It's, it's an expression of God, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's in his hand and he just throws it away. <laughs> yeah, like you I'll do have choice. <laughs> change my mind. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, th and then further in the course, we look at like the core limiting beliefs. So there's mm. pain body expressions like guilt and shame, um, entrapment, unworthiness, which is the sense of fear of inadequacy, failure and powerlessness. Um, all of these different expressions like that. Understanding them, because once you have clear clarity in, in what the expression is, noticing it when it comes up is effortless. You know? mm. And then you can harmonize it by doing that masculine feminine healing path yeah. and replacing it with a better belief. You know. So then we look at beliefs that you can replace them with. Yeah, cool. yeah. And then, so that's on the sacral chakra level. Um, and a cool little analogy I like to use to that. Imagine love is like eternal, limitless power, right? So if we can mm. fully embody love, you have infinite power. Just mm. like, you know, how any of these saintly creatures, like how the hell do I have all this energy to go around and do all these saintly things? You know? <laughs> with, with, with creatures? Like, saint creatures, you know? Sage? Like, like, saint. Oh, saint. I, yeah. think, I think of actual creatures. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like dogs. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. saints. Okay, but yeah. like, how do they have all the energy to go around and do all this like, devotion? It's, mm. it's because they've embodied love and that's their power source. True. You know? yeah. Yeah. 
So, so the analogy I like to use for the sacral chakra in the heart, if the sacral chakra is like your passion and your creative power, mm. um, let's say that the beliefs, the sacral chakra is a dam, the heart is the water behind the dam, and the beliefs is like the dam gate. So if you've got limiting beliefs, the, the dam is closed. There is no energy coming through. Mm. So like, if you believe that you're in shame, if, if you're, you're shameful and you should be ashamed or that you are unworthy, yeah. no energy for you. That's the sacral chakra, not the solar. The sacral. the sacral, yeah. Okay, yes. Because the, the vice expressions and wow, all yeah. those things. In the I do feel my sacral at random times are like, like a zing, like a zing. This is like a weird, like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to, yeah, what are you trying to tell oh me, baby? It's <laughs> a <laughs> block in the flow, man. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. When you get rid of the, the limiting beliefs, that yeah. damn wall opens and all the love mm. can flow through. True, yeah. So the beliefs obstruct. Mm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so Very good to find those beliefs. Better. Yeah. And then the final part is the root chakra. So the root chakra is the unconscious mind. And that's yeah. where we store all of our core, unresolved trauma, abuse, shock, and devastation, right? Mm. Um, so any any experience you have that produces an emotion that you can't harmonize yeah. gets repressed into the unconscious mind and then and stored in the nervous and chakra system, right? Um, and and that is a burden, you know, they talk about enlightenment, enlightenment to become lighter, to drop density, mm. right? So we're releasing all of this stuff, this, these traumas, uh. these triggers, so that we can elevate our vibration because we don't have all this stuff, this density in our nervous system. You know, we're talking about increasing the capacity for the nervous system to carry energy. We've got to get rid of all the negatively polarized stuff in it so that it can have the positively polarized energy, you know? So yeah. we're going to the root chakra. We talk about how can we get rid of all of these things and, and uh, you know, like what brings each chakra out of alignment. So for the root chakra, it's having those core traumas unresolved. Mm. And whenever you have a perception that you aren't, um, you don't have safety, a threatened sense of safety, trust, or belonging within mm. yourself, the universe, and divinity. That sure. will bring the root chakra out of whack. Wow. Yeah. So, and that happens when you have unresolved trauma in your nervous mm. system. Yeah. That makes sense. So, and then that unbalances everything else. So, yeah. And uh, what, what does self-mastery mean to you? Hmm. Well, self-mastery is enlightenment, I'd say. So that's the, this sort of level. Mm. Um, talking about Aaron Abke's little model that he's presented, so yeah. which which he defined enlightenment as once again the capacity to to produce any desirable state at will for mm. the circumstance. So, wow. all right, I want to be at peace at all times. Self mastery is the capacity to hold that at all times. Why mm. can't we be in peace and love constantly? It's because of all the unresolved stuff we're carrying. You know, so like grief is a lower. We talk about the the David Hawkins scale, how mm. we measure the emotions. Yeah, love is five hundred. Like guilt and shame is about twenty. Right? Sure. So right, why, yeah. why aren't we holding love? It's because of this unresolved stuff that's in our energy field and it's acting as this density that we're holding onto. So all we have to do is don't give up. Keep holding it in love and yeah. keep elevating the emotion and keep integrating mm. it so that we can raise the vibration. Do you have to do all these like healing modalities and things like that? Is it possible just to sit in meditation and just channel that love and just bypass Definitely. this like treacherous healing process that no one really knows? Well, if you want to, if you want to put it really end. simply, it's you yeah. can literally just embody that masculine and feminine principles. So mm. the feminine is uh, honoring, accepting, and embracing all of those negatively polarized memories and emotions. Yeah. So let's say you're just going through your day, and randomly this cringy thought comes up of when you're being abused in like high school. You know, yeah. you embrace it and you love it and you forgive mm. it and you understand it. Harmonized, done. You know, mm. and then the masculine path is shitty thoughts come up instead of being like, oh, like fuck, I feel shit. You say. I'm the awareness. I'm going to detach from this. I'm aware of this thought. I'm aware of this emotion. I am not this emotion. I'm not this thought. 
the neuron is feeling this expression, the brain mm. is expressing this thought, the mind is expressing this thought, I'm not that. distance. Exactly. Yeah. So if you don't have to know about anything else aside from those two modalities, then just mm. start to embrace yourself so you can harmonize everything. Beautiful. But I feel like cultivating an awareness really helps to create a model which will strengthen mm. your why and your intention. Mm. And when you have that really strong why and intention, it's like, oh, that, that's why I'm doing this, this, and this. And then mm. that really helps to um, you know, commit to, to the different practices. So, like oh, yeah. using the example of the limiting beliefs, if you, if you don't know what guilt or shame is, good luck, you know? Mm. Like, well, you can still heal it, but it'll be a lot harder. True, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you, you don't know what it is, it's just some thing, it's just this undercurrent that's happening. Um, and, and when you do know exactly what it is, you'll notice it when it's happening, and then, and then you can love it and harmonize it or detach from it. So, mm. so the, the defining spiritual intelligence, we have IQ, EQ, there's spiritual intelligence, SQ, and that is your awareness and your capacity for integration. Mm. So that's the masculine and feminine principles. Beautiful. It. Yeah. So. All right. There's two more questions from me. Okay. All right, here we go now. <clears throat> How can we attain greater levels of energy or passion and enthusiasm in our lives? And quickly. Okay, okay. Like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Passion and enthusiasm. Mm. How can you get attain? How can you attain greater levels of passion and enthusiasm? Mm. Well, passion and enthusiasm are the byproduct of align of having an aligned energy system. Okay. And to align your energy system, you just need to remove the things which bring it out of alignment. True. So, for example, having intense sacral chakra activation for that passion and that sensuality and that drive. Mm. What brings the sacral chakra out of alignment? We talked about what brings the root out, but what brings the sacral out? When you feel like you're being externally controlled, mm. which can be a perceptual error or a lack of integrity, or when you're being internally controlled by what? Limiting belief oh, systems. Belief. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's gonna kill your passion and your drive. Yeah. yeah. So Come back you, to those four principles at the beginning. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So if you feel shame, you don't feel passionate, mm. you know? So it's like, it's really important to actually identify and uproot these belief systems as a means of manifesting a better life. You know? 100%. Because then yeah. you get the energy for it. Go up to the next level, up to the solar plexus, you want that willpower, that sense of momentum, that self-esteem, that confidence, mm -hmm. that, oh, you know? What brings the solar plexus out of alignment? A really big part of that is when it's like relationships with other people and mm. yourself, but yeah. when you don't feel seen, heard, felt, or understood, mm. when you fail to act with personal honor or integrity, um, and just different expressions along the lines of that. So, so once again, having an awareness of what brings it out of alignment, mm. which you could theoretically have a comprehension of tonight or today, and mm. then like, okay, I'm not gonna do these things. Boom, you're back in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's, the, there's the clearing, I call it heart-based empowerment. So in, my, in yeah. my course, it's about you come from the heart down, so you harmonize the, the negative expressions in the solar plexus, clear the beliefs, and then you can start to work with the trauma. Mm. And when you clear these three, we're clearing the survival centers, mm. everything's elevated. Beautiful. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Immaculate. I love that, man. <laughs> and the last question I have. No, that was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Um, man, I should have, should have take, take them out. So, what, what, do you, what are your daily practices? Like, what's your rising ritual? I remember you were like um, giving us a quick brief through of what your rising ritual was. Mm. Um, I did a little video on my Instagram last night, and I was talking about a little practice that I really, really enjoy doing, and that is, 
you get a Word document or a piece of paper and you ask yourself a question at the top of it and you say, how could I have the perfect day? And then you, and then you write it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's just a really, really beautiful, powerful way to effectively manage your time and energy. Oh, okay, and, yeah. You know, as, as I said before, I used to tyrannize myself of over-the-top unrealistic expectations that weren't actually grounded in my greatest interests, right? It was just looking at some extreme ideal. But tuning into what you feel would be the best for you for goal actualization that you actually want to do, for nourishing yourself with spiritual practices, and for creating room for joy, you know? What would be the perfect day for you, you know? Mm, yeah, and then, yeah, and then you just plan it. And then, and you know, in... I've tried lots of times to just set one and then just keep using that same one, but I yeah. feel doing a new one every night, it mm. gives you the opportunity to rehearse it, right? True. Which makes you, you a lot more likely to do it. And you get to attune to your needs and desires and your, your present ones. Mm. And you get to um, you know, stay attuned with what's, what's necessary now. So okay. yeah, perfect day planning, I love that. Okay, yeah. beautiful, man. Um, but for me, it's like, <laughs> it's funny. I took the the kettle from the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I love my tea. Brought it into my room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got like the whole setup for the beautiful. What's your favorite tea, by the way? Ooh. What's in the top three? What? Okay. 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 So at night it's chamomile. Mm, okay, of course. Chamomile. Um, one of them that I've really been enjoying is French rose and vanilla. That's just French rose. And oh damn. Oh, it's really That's elegant. Yeah, yeah, it's really delicious. Um, and then out of one. Obviously, green tea, and then I've been experimenting with adding peppermint with green tea. So oh yeah, peppermint. Yeah. yeah, my favorite is peppermint and holy basil. Oh, holy yeah. basil. Holy basil is fucking nice. Tulsi, man. Yeah, it's immaculate. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yum. I didn't even know there was like a, a tea called holy basil. Well, ho- holy basil was like a basil plant they used to have at the temple in India. Yeah. Oh, okay. Apparently, it helps like um, it's ant- it's like heaps of medicinal effects on it. But I used to take this stuff like raw and just eat it like from, from the plant. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to see God tonight, you know? But uh, my, my dreams are so much more clearer. Meditations are so much more clearer. It yeah. really, having a lot of herbs for me really helped my, my clarity of mind yeah, and meditation. Definitely. Yeah. I, um, I, I go to a naturopath and we're good, good friends and we've got the whole herbology happening and, and wow, that helped me regulate my nervous system so much. I used to just, I just committed to kundalini yoga. I did it like five days a week. Little spider. Spider bro. Yeah, kundalini but yeah, yoga I did three kundalini, times a week. No, like five times a week. Oh, when, when I was like, when I was like, okay, that's that was the next step for like massive spiritual evolution. Yeah. That with all the different herbology helped me regulate mm. my nervous system so much. Like I'd walk into a room and be like, <laughs> just and my adrenals were so shot. Like the nervous system had just been on super drive for way too long. Oh wow. Um, but but the herbs that helped so much for just calming down the nervous system and regulating the nervous system. Um, breath work for me is a really important part of the ritual mm. um, and a part of that is this type of breath work called tumor and tumor. your nervous system will regulate into parasympathetic when you breathe one breath ish per minute um, or if you're in heart brain coherence which is the I am state yeah so is the tumor breathing that one where you put your tongue over your mouth through your nose prune your muscles or your tongue through your mouth through so your tongue nose. over your mouth okay you're breathing in, expanding up, squeezing your perineal muscle, and then exhaling through the nose, bringing the stomach in? Yeah. Is that tumor oh, breathing? Yeah. Or is that sure. There's actually quite, I don't even know if t- saying calling it tumor is accurate. It's just yeah. what one guy taught, and then I've kind of modulated it. Because I know that yeah. the other forms of tumor is like breath of fire, and that's really Oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. But, but this one is where you literally, you set a timer on your phone. Like, not the timer where it counts down, but where it records up. Yeah. And you, you take one breath per minute, essentially. So okay. 20 seconds, in, exhale. Uh, 20 seconds hold and then 20 seconds inhale or you can do 20 seconds 
holding at the top, right? And mm. as hard as it is, uh, because you're changing gears essentially, and your heart instead of breathing fast and shallow, it has to slow down a bit stronger. But you know, so you're switching gears in the nervous system, and and what that means is you can only rest and recover and regenerate when you're in the parasympathetic nervous system. That is the mm. only time you can. Okay. Yeah. And so when you regulate your breath like that, normally the only time we can do that is when we're sleeping. It's the only time we breathe slow enough to be able to actually rest and recover, and it's because we're in the parasympathetic nervous system. Wow. And um, there's, there's these people I studied for a while, they're like breatharians, meaning they live on prana. They don't is, eat at all. Yeah, at all. or drink. Yeah. <laughs> there's a guy on TikTok I follow who's a breatharian, but I think he's a fraud. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> but anyway, I need to find a real breatharian. <laughs> yeah, well, there's lots of people on the path. It's, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a really big journey. Like, I tried it for a bit, and... And I realized it's a lifelong commitment of like density reduction and, and yeah. really, you know, bit like being really attuned to the greatest good for your body. And, yeah. Um, but, then, what do you live, but you need water though, right? I, well, <laughs> where's this water in the air? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. Well, um, was pretty, well, I got really high once. I was a vegan at this time and I was like looking at all the documentaries about animals. I'm like, no, I can't eat any animals. And then like, yeah. I was super high and there was this woman talking about the plants feel pain. I'm like, no plants. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, that's it, no plans. That's so funny, bro. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to breathe and then live off the sun like a fucking solar-powered worm. that's what worm. they do. They ground, they get the sunlight, yeah. and they get the air and yeah. the movement. But it's, it's um, really possible, man. But you know, what, what attracted to me that the most, I'd love, I'd love to tell two stories of what fascinated me yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. So one of them is this story about this guy, Nick Caputo. Nick Caputo. And he... He was, so he did like a 90-day juice fast, and then he was like doing... 90 days. Yeah, and then he did 20-day breatharian, and he was just living on this island, but his... The thing that attracted me to this path so much is the consciousness expansion that it produces. Mm. So it's like, think about the food. Have you ever been in a dense mood and then just gone like, ugh, like oh, you could just oh, contract, yeah. right? Every day, bro. You know? Not every day. So it's like, we eat food as a, as a numbing medium. Like most mm. of the time we're not even hungry. It's just like, holy crap, I'm feeling emotional. I better numb this out. You yeah, know? true. I'm <laughs> so, feeling. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> exactly. I've got the grinch sometimes, bro, when, I, when, I, like, when night comes, I'm like, in my pantry, I'm not even hungry. I'm like still in the. Oh, Why yeah. am I in the pantry for? Like, yeah, oh. <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, sorry, bro. And then, yeah. and then, so he, you know, like, and you'll notice, like, if you do a juice fast for a day, as you know, it's like yeah. oh, it comes up, like the emotions yeah. come up, you know. Um, but also, the energy also increases and the awareness increases, mm. right? So awareness is synonymous with energy. As your consciousness expands, so does your energy, mm. right? Um, so anyway, he's he's he was doing his thing. He's super sensitive. He couldn't really be out in the day because everyone's so loud. Who be at the beach? There's all like these like people with all these really gross, perverted distortions and all these things. Like oh, like too much. You couldn't have. <laughs> you read their energy. Is that what yeah? Because oh, wow. from ages away, because he's so sensitive. Holy but anyway, shit. he goes out at night. He's got a surfboard. He swims out into the middle of the ocean and he's just laying down, just chilling in the ocean. And there's like this huge storm and he's just like everything's music, everything's vibration, Beautiful. and it's like he he can feel because everything's music. It's all yeah. all the vibe. <laughs> you know how you can almost like tell when a beat's gonna drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you feel it come to the and they're like, yeah. Um, it was a lightning storm and oh, he could man. drop when the lightning would happen. Holy shit. Which is like, holy crap. Like That's he was amazing. so one with his environment, he could tell when the lightning was gonna happen. Which, yeah, is, which is a cool story he told. That's fucking gangster. You know what I actually yeah. love doing? Like I love looking at like the spiritual perspective of things. And then like, what would the mainstream doctor think about this man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's completely senile. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can feel the lightning, man. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. He's done coaching with people and, and he claims to have like reversed all 
old as is old cancer oh, but old I, diabetes I 100% old believe things. that I yeah. believe all that stuff hey? yeah. which is which is so cool and it's like the body is so more intelligent than we think mm. and it's just because we're constantly bombarding with oh, all these dude. toxins that it doesn't actually need yeah, um, it like, doesn't get to regenerate living in the city will be intense bro I know yeah. there's like like things like chemtrails and the, and the Wi-Fi towers and there's a little mm. additives and preservatives and all the food and the plastic bottles everything's mm. fucked that's yeah. pretty pessimistic but like f- well, you, you feel it yeah. when you go out in, in nature for a while and you come back you're like whoa I can really feel the difference feel, of energy yeah, yeah. as soon as you come into the city yeah definitely yeah definitely yeah um, yeah I guess it just calls for like greater discipline and, mm. and, and dedication and devotion to this beautiful instrument you know yeah, it true. allows us to to enjoy this life experience and mm. it lives for us um, and it's like and then you can make that bhakti yoga. It's like, oh, I love you so much. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to give you all organic and like, you know, all that. Yeah, and I think, I really think transmitting all to love is always the way. Mm. But another story he had was he was just lying in his room. Uh, it was like the morning, the rising, I should say, because we don't mourn. We don't, we don't, we don't mourn, bro. <laughs> yes. um, and so he's just laying there, aware. Um, and he, a bird lands on a tree, he knows exactly what bird it is, he knows exactly what tree it is, he knows exactly what branch it is, and he knows yeah. what time it is because of where the bird lands and what time. But he's in his room. Yeah, yeah. and just because he's so aware. What like, bird is this? He's, I know, exactly. it's just the awareness that allows him to be aware of it. It's like, That's holy crazy. crap. So it's like these super expanded states of consciousness Wow. Um, that we can have access to. And it's like, wow, that, that's what really pulled me into this idea. Yeah, of, man. That was my latest, yeah, sort of latest uh, drive for spiritual expansion. It's like, oh, Oh, we can really embody superpowers. Like yeah. superpowers are natural. Bro, that reminds yeah. me of a story, man. You know, Pacific Islanders, the, the natives that live on the Pacific Islands, yeah. they would like traverse like different seas and oceans to different islands on a canoe. <laughs> so they would lay on the canoe and they would meditate looking up at the stars and they would like, the island, the world would turn and where they're going would greet them. So they wouldn't move. They'd be saying completely stationary. The whole earth moves and they're at the destination just with the power of their mind and meditating by watching the stars. <gasps> That's how like in tune these people were. Whoa. Crazy, yeah, right? That's crazy as well. Yeah. But that's like we don't even know our limits as human beings. Like yeah. the pyramids, traversing oceans, yeah. and then whatever else they did. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure the indigenous Australians used to astral project and map out the land. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. And even make carvings in the land with their mind, because they have these weird like carvings in the land that are huge, like, mm. you know, talking like square kilometers that couldn't be done from the ground because they're, they're too like precise. Oh really? Yeah. That's in South America and also in Australia. Yeah. No, but in South America, there's a bunch of Mexicans, bro. Mexicans work hard. <laughs> <laughs> they do work hard, man. They do, <laughs> they do work hard. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, there's definitely, there's, there's extreme um, space for lots of mystical happenings. Mm. I love, and I love that about, like, Joe Dispenza, like, talking about uh, the science behind that, you know? Yeah. And, like, and once again, Aaron Abke, he's, he's unified all these different systems and he's mm. talked about the brainwaves, once again, in this spiritual intelligence series, definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. He's mapped the brainwaves to to your your coherence and the to- sort of spiritual vitality and, and capacity and power you have. They oh. only discovered gamma waves when they went into a, like a monastery and they, they chucked them on one of the best meditators and he had extremely high gamma waves. Um, when he was just totally sitting still, That's and they hadn't discovered gamma waves yet. Is this Joe Dispenza or Mark? Uh, this no, this was a different group of people who oh, were okay, studying. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Joe Dispenza goes into activating that heart brain coherence and getting that super gamma and quantum healing, like any disease and like mm. cold vein extreme. You know, the manifesting different states of being that you really want to embody fully in. Oh that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. We fucking did it, bro. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, dude. It was amazing. Dude, it was such a pleasure.